Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Half a Nice Day podcast with your host, Joshua. And Janine. And today, we have another special guest for everyone. Uh, she is quarter Emirati, quarter Tanzanian, and half Filipino. You might have seen her on YouTube, TikTok, somewhere on Instagram, maybe in somewhere in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> I'm not going to give your home address, don't worry. <laughs> address is. <laughs> the security of the building is not good, so you can visit her. And we have no other than Jamila. Woo! Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to, and excited to be here. Welcome, Jamila. Thank so you. this is her first experience on a podcast yes. right so we're yes. going to be gentle yes we will not take advantage of this super moment. honored though what? that it's the first podcast that she's been exactly. on yes. now every other podcast can invite you but at least we're the first yes, yes. <laughs> now every time i talk about it, it's like oh I've, my first podcast is with half a nice day yes yeah. Host. but yeah yeah for- how did how, how did we get to know about jamila yeah so- i was about to ask how did you guys find yeah me? Oh. <laughs> so i was outside your house one day and i was stalking you <laughs> and like, i was like what that girl looks half and half something. <laughs> no, it's a funny story, actually. So we started the podcast around a year ago, and we immediately knew that we needed to get guests. So I did my research, and I found you off a video on YouTube, mm-hmm. the the squad. I think I didn't know. Yeah, the squad. Exactly. And you were there with another girl, and it was a... Kina. It, Kina, right? Yeah. yeah. And it was... A, I don't know if you've seen this video, but i seen it, and it was uh, How Filipino Are yes. You? Nice. So they're, they're they're like a like a YouTube kind of they put a lot of content regarding like Filipinos and right they're a Filipino group yes, right they're Filipinos from Abu Dhabi oh, oh nice okay, okay, yeah okay. this one I saw her and then this was like how Filipino are you and they were like random questions like uh, who's this actor and I think it was John Lloyd or something I couldn't remember and I'm like yeah. okay I'm not the only Filipino who knows nothing about <laughs> my culture so let me invite Jimmy and then yeah. like, we found you we followed you on Instagram and. Yeah. We tried to reach out to you some time back. Yeah. Uh, then we found your email, and I think that was the easier yeah. way to get in touch with you. And that's yeah. how uh, we contacted now she's you. Here. And she's here. Now I'm here. Yeah. Well, honestly, when you first um, sent me a DM on Instagram, I was like a bit like, I'm really, really shy. So I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, this is like kind of not me. Yeah. But I love to. Like, I would love to talk about like being half Filipino and UAE and everything. Yeah. But then when you sent me again on my email, I was like, okay, it's like, it's time to like put yourself out there and try something different. So I yeah. was like, okay, let's it's do it. It's a sign. Yeah. That's really good. At least we're so happy that you're here. Yeah. Because we, we, we try to look for a lot of guests for our show. Uh, a few of them like haven't even replied to us. And I'm like, you know what? I took the Instagram route and I know a lot of people check that folder yeah. where random people message and, you know. Like, yeah, especially random... if you're not friends, you go to a different folder. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. And uh, your husband also has a podcast. Yes. yes. So we need to also get in touch with him regarding yes. our setup and how we can make this even better. We'll plug it. Yes. And we'll put in on the What's the name of this podcast again? Bridging the Gap. Bridging the Gap. And yes. it's with him and some other gentlemen, right? Yes. Um, King, Julian King. That was his coach back in high school. But now they are business partners here in Dubai. They oh, have cool. a basketball company. Okay. So, nice. Yeah. And they teach a lot of kids, right? Yes, a lot of kids. From mm-hmm. 5 till 18, I think. Oh, Boston. that's nice. Maybe, they, maybe you can go and ask for them to teach you basketball. <laughs> I simply basketball... <laughs> Every day in high school until go. I sprained my ankle and then that like got to me because I'm like I'm very sensitive to pain mm-hmm. so I'm like I don't want this to ever happen to me again and then so just slowly just drifted stopped. out yeah. yeah are you good though oh they called me uh, 
king of the court. They call me the the LeBron uh, James of okay. Dubai. So for those who are watching this or Joshua's classmate or at least schoolmate when he was in no, high school. No, but this is not about me. This is about Jamila. So we can please move, let us we know. We'll, we'll have a one on one with my husband. Oh goodness! Oh no! <laughs> oh, no I'm just, oh, thank uh, you. Oh, no, so this okay. is the basketball, right? <laughs> like, Where wow. do? What do I do with this? This goes. In the hoop, <laughs> do I can I kick it? <laughs> no. Before we go to like the relationship and you talk mm-hmm. about your husband, maybe we should like backtrack a little bit. So, just about you and your parents, like yeah. how did they meet? Like it's such an interesting mix. Like how how did yeah. that start? So my dad, when he was younger, he used to play handball for Alain sports team, which is Ainawi, and then he used to travel a lot. Sorry, so he used to travel a lot. So he was in Philippines, and my mom used to live in Baguio. Nice. So he was in Baguio one day, and he saw my mom, and you know they started talking, whatever. And then my mom cooked adobo for him. <laughs> was it like the the halal adobo or the haram adobo? I mean, <laughs> I'm assuming it was haram back then. <laughs> It was a haram adobo. <laughs> so she cooked adobo for him. And then he was like, you know what? I'll come back here after a year and I will marry you. What? Oh, my yeah. God. So that's what he did. He came back after a year and he married my mom and bought her, brought her here. Wow. He that's was he true married. to his word. Yes, wow. He fell in love because she cooked for him. <laughs> you know, they say, yeah, the fastest way to a man's heart is through, through food. his stomach. Right? Yeah. 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 But like they just met and she cooked her. Cooked him a double, and then that was it. Yeah, dude. But how did like how did they mean like like they they spoke and she's like you know what I like you come over to my place I'm gonna cook for you. So it's I don't know like the details exactly, uh-huh. but you know how parents talk. Oh, you know when you know I met your dad, I cooked for him. So just those specific details. Right, right. Yeah, it's not really anything like deep, you know. Plus, that's just what she said. Like I cooked for him, and he went. And also, my dad is Muslim, of course. We're Muslim, so he couldn't be like. Um, let's have a relationship see how it goes or anything like that so he was like after a year when i come back and you know you're still single then i'll marry you okay but i will come back for you basically wow did he did he keep in contact during that one year or it was like radio silence and then Um, he just popped up back in the 1800s (laughs) (laughs) i mean back then i'm not sure how it was but i don't know i'm sure it's difficult to keep in touch like either you have to send a letter or something Yeah. yeah yeah And not a lot of people, like especially Filipinos, didn't even know where the UAE was during yeah. that time. Right? Yeah, because so they knew of Saudi because there were a lot of yeah. Filipinos in Saudi, but no one knew about Dubai or UAE, or if if ever it's Dubai that they know, not yes. UAE. Yeah, not even Al Ain. Like yeah, a, especially yeah. my dad being from Al Ain, she's gonna be like, "What is that? Like, where are you taking me? Where is that? Is oh, it in no. Saudi?" Yeah. Well, you know what? We need your mom's recipe for that adobo because right? I feel like a lot of people will fall in love because of that adobo. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you even like adobo or no? I love adobo. Nice. Adobo is like one of my favorite. Really. Filipino food adobo. Do you cook? Pancet. Yes, I do. Set. Yes. Set, um Oh, sorry. It's okay. okay. Uh, lumpia. So all. The I was just gonna food. say lumpia because after pancet, it's always lumpia. Yeah. You know, those two go together. You just yeah. have to. Yeah. So what do you cook? Um, whatever. Honestly, nice. you cook whatever. Filipino food. No, no. <laughs> and what food? Like, no, actually, it's always just we try to stay healthy. Nice. So it's always just grilled stuff. Um, my husband cooks really, really well. Like I'm shocked. He he is a way better cook than me. So mac and cheese, fried chicken. 
you know, he was like, you had mac and cheese before, but not the black. Yes. Oh, mac and cheese. Nice. Which is very different. So, Buttery. Yeah, have, yes. A lot of cheese. Yeah. Triple the cheese. So. You yeah. can invite us over if, if For ever. For sure. <laughs> Inviting myself For over. Sure. I want to have sure. some of those mac and cheese. I'd go to her cheese. mom's house and try this adobo. <laughs> That's true. Because I never liked adobo personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are times when people made it like with a different flair. Like my mom now adds coconut milk in adobo, what? which really changes the whole game. So I I like it in that essence. But that's ginataan. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay, true. That is true. Yeah, yeah. My mom's lying adobo. to me. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's it's really cool. So then your mom moved here, and yeah. they actually got married over here. Yeah. Okay, and then how many siblings do you have? I have one sibling, but I do have two half siblings because my mom was married before. Okay. So I have three siblings. They're all boys, so I'm the youngest one, oh. which is a girl. Okay, so you're so like the princess. The first, so no. you have an older <laughs> brother. Yeah, I was talking to her about this earlier. I'm like, how how does it feel like being around three brothers? Like, were you treated in a different way, and how yeah. how was that? Well, my dad made sure that he treated all of us equally, which is really good. Even my half brothers they were considered as his kids. Oh, that's right. So we were we were all treated equally. Whatever car my brother had, I had the same car. You know, whatever, you know, wherever he goes, like I can go the same places. So there was no like, he's a boy and you're a girl. You know, you can't do what they're doing type of thing. So we grew up equally. You know, that's if nice. he gets a beating, I get a beating. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets a and beating. vice versa. So it's a party all the time. <laughs> So, yeah, we were equal growing up. That's nice. Yeah. But isn't isn't that unfair sometimes as siblings? Like, one would be the naughty child. You'd yeah. probably be neutral or the good child. But then that person gets a beating. Everyone, your your parents' moods just change. Yeah. And then everyone gets a beating. I don't know if your parents were like that, but my parents, yeah. my mom, especially my mom. My sister was the naughty child. And she would always get us in trouble. Yeah. She would get us spanking and then all of us would. I'm like, why me? I was asleep the whole what, time. When exactly. What have I done to get this? What did I deserve to get this? I, exactly. I think that when your mom sees you, it's like. She, yeah. Her mood changes, yeah. right? But maybe it's a warning. Like, see, your brothers did this. <laughs> exactly. And if you ever do something a like this. this is just like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, it, but it is very weird, though. Like, But parents, you know. Anything can happen. If I'm naughty, it changes her mood, so she takes it out on someone else as well. So yeah, you were the naughty child, though. Of course. Yeah, he was like the bad boy. <laughs> how, how how was it growing up in? Because you grew up in a lion, right? Yeah. Okay. How was it growing up there? Um, my husband always asked me that question actually, yeah. and I can't seem to like explain it to him because even though we're Emirati, I keep telling him we're very different than other Emirati families and i cannot explain it to him Mm because he's never been around emirati families or emirati people we grew up um really open to a lot of things we would travel a lot we would my parents had a lot of foreign friends Mm -hmm. so we weren't around arabs we were around filipinos americans british you know indian chinese like they had a lot of international friends basically Um, So I learned a lot from them and I grew up differently and had a different perspective in life. So I moved out actually when I was 19. I moved out of our house when I was 19. I went to work in Abu Dhabi. And when I was living in Abu Dhabi, I was like, how did I survive living in the land? 
going back to Iran is like there is absolutely nothing to do, mm-hmm. nobody to talk to, <laughs> nowhere to go. And you, when you finally grow up, you start to see like the bigger picture and you look around. It's like, I was around this people my whole life. Yeah. And when I moved out, I was like, I realized why I moved out. Like I needed something that fits me because right. I never fit in in the Iran. Like if I go to the Emiratis, it's like, uh, you don't belong here. I didn't know any Filipinos nice. or half mm. Filipinos. Mm. So I wasn't like with the Emirati community and I wasn't with the Filipino and I wasn't with the half, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Would you say that, that affected you? Um, like how would that affect you? Because for me, it, growing up, I was with a lot of Filipino community. Yeah. Same for Josh. But then I would go back to Lebanon, have my vacations there, and then I would be surrounded by you know a lot of Lebanese people. And to me, it was just like a shift. Yeah. So how... Was that for you being like with Emirati? Like, do do you feel like it changes how you present yourself to each community? Yeah, I definitely have uh, different personalities. Mm-hmm. I even told my husband it's interesting when you speak three different languages because it's like you have three different personalities. Oh yeah. Because when you joke in Tagalog, it's different in English. When yeah. you joke in English, it's different in Arabic. So it's like you have three different personalities. When I've only been around Emiratis, really, when I went to college at 18. That was the only time I've ever been around Emiratis. And first time I've ever worn an abaya and shela. And it was just interesting to see how I needed to, like, tone myself down. Mm. And how I needed to, like, adapt to them. Because I seemed, like, so advanced to them. Mm-hmm. Even my English, you know, they would make fun. It's like, why are you saying burger? It's burger. because i speak english fluently so i know how to say it right but yeah those things that they don't really understand right gets made fun of yeah so i definitely had to adjust a lot being around emiratis but whenever i get asked like where do you like get more like in dubai or in philippines i always say philippines although my life in philippines is really different like we're not like we don't have a big house we don't have a car we don't have You know, it's just very, very simple life that yeah. I like. And you don't have to, like, be super extra like you are here. Yeah. And people really like you there. Yeah. Like, they accept you. If you're half Filipino, mm-hmm. they will absolutely love you and support you. But here is, like, when you tell them I'm half Emirati, it's like, no, you don't. You know, you are not Emirati. Okay. Yeah, okay, I don't, okay. You know, That's true, you know. though, because I, I do have other, like, half Emirati friends, and they also have the same sentiments. Yeah. Like, there's this, I don't know, like, a, not a secret, but there's this unknown rule that if you're not fully Emirati, you're yeah. not Emirati at all. Like, yeah, they're, like, gatekeeping. Yeah. Oh. Which is... I, I don't know. Like, to me, it how amazing it is that you actually have two different cultures. Yeah. And as you said, if you go to the Philippines, you're exposed to this totally <laughs> different world or totally different upbringing as to how you are here. Yeah. And to me, going to the Philippines and being exposed to a different type of way of living, I would yeah. say, really, really humbled me mm-hmm. a lot. Yes. Because coming from Dubai, like, you're em- half Emirati. Like, yeah. I'm sure you're also, like exposed to this world of like being spoiled yeah and then you go back to the philippines and it's like oh it's not the same everything is just simple like yeah. you don't need the fanciest bag you don't need the nicest car with the two numbers plate oh numbers. yeah yeah you know you don't need to have makeup you just go out you just be you you don't you have know? to be flashy at all yes, yeah yes. and i think 
I think it's nice to also see that side. Like you can be, as you said, different personalities. You go back to the Philippines, you know how to adapt. Like people wouldn't know if you're wearing a real Louis Vuitton or a fake Louis Vuitton. And no one really gives, you know, care around whatever you're wearing. Very simple life. And then you come back here and you're like, actually, now I have to start living life again, like how it is and making sure that I present myself well to another set of community yeah now here you can't go out wearing slippers and shorts <laughs> oh yeah the, the national clothes no. of the philippines and yes. vest uh, yes. like a michael jordan tee or like or a jersey. Yeah. jersey yeah you can't go to yeah. the mall with like slides and like socks although some people do yeah, yeah. but like in the, the Filipinos philippines mostly yeah i guess it's because of the climate as well right people don't really want to put all fancy clothes and then they get out and you start sweating yeah, again. yeah, and yeah. it's just a lax community so yeah. That, it, it's nice to like have that different perspective as well. Um, how awesome was it to like live your own life at 19? And how did your dad take that being, you know, an Emirati guy? Or your parents, yeah. for that matter. And Filipino as well, because yeah. it's not really that, how, how do we Normal say Normal that yeah, you yeah. leave the house at a certain age, or at least before you even get married. Yeah, so. yeah that's true. Yeah, like I said, um, I grew up differently. I think that I'm grateful to have my dad who's not very strict when it comes to certain things. Um, When I was 19, I decided to drop out of college, actually. I was like, I cannot study. I can't wrap my head around all of these books. It's just not me. Mm -hmm. I just want to work. So that's what I decided to do. And I talked to him and I explained to him what I wanted to do and... At first, he was having second thoughts. It's like, what is she doing? Like, she's 19. She's going to live alone. It's kind of suspicious, you know. But then eventually, he thought about it in, like, a different way, which is um, the thing that I wanted was secure because I had a contract. So it's not like I can just be fired anytime or leave or something bad will happen. And it is a government job and it's Mm. a good job, right? So he thought about it in that way. It's like, okay, well, you know what? She's going to be secure. She has a job. She has a contract. She'll be fine. So he was like, I'm going to just, you know, see how it goes. Because he had to sign a paper to let me go. Because right. I wasn't 21. Because he's your official guardian. Yeah. yeah. So he had to sign papers. And he was like, you know what? When I was signing those papers, I felt like you were going to be something in the future. So he was like, I trusted you. I believe in you. So I signed those papers and, you know, subhanAllah, I became a controller. And, you know, every month or every week is just something new at work, which is, which involves me yeah, um, in it. And he just agreed to it. Um, being 19 with a lot of money is crazy. <laughs> I was just going to say, working at 19, like, your friends must be like, let's invite her all the time. Yeah. And you lived alone as well. Yes, I so lived alone. So it was alone. like, yo, what does this girl yeah, do? Did she win the lived, lottery? I or? lived alone when I was 19. My salary back then was 25,000 dirhams. Dude. What? Dude. <laughs> yes. What are you saying? As a 19-year-old, yes, what would first you... first time ever. Yeah. Um, my dad is, not, like, not the type to, like, give us a lot of money. It's just when you ask him or during the weekends yeah i never seen or never never held a big amount of money until i started working and i had my first salary which they had to like give me back the previous one so my first salary was fifty thousand dirhams in my bank account wow and i was like it was gone in a week <laughs> <laughs> we're going to it vegas was, <laughs> it was gone in a week like i didn't know how to act for years yeah. i had like 
I didn't know what to do with that money. I would just, you know, like any other girl, I guess, would buy clothes, shoes, makeup, you know, restaurants, whatever, bags and all that. But then I had a moment when I was like really, really broke and I never asked for money and I didn't have anybody to ask. And I was like, you know what, Jamila, you can't keep doing this to yourself. You need to like start being smart with your money. And also my dad never gave me money when I started working. So I knew I didn't have anybody to fall back on. So I was like, you know, 22, 23, I was like, I need to straighten up. Like, this can't keep happening. Mm -hmm. I need to save money. I need to be smart with my money. So that's when I started being better with my money. But see, that's good because she left on her own terms. She, You learned on your own terms as well. It wasn't like someone enforcing rules on you. And I think that's really great for your dad to actually allow you to experience that on your own because then you will be able to navigate on your own yes whatever happens in your yeah. future and i think the reason why your dad was like that because you said he traveled a lot as well yeah so he saw how it was with different cultures yeah he was exposed yes. to like a lot of different people yeah. and he's like you know what yeah let's let's give her a chance let's see what she yes. can do with it exactly that's yeah. really empowering as a yes. 19 year old living your like leaving your nest yeah the comfort of your mom's yeah. home cooking like and for yourself as well yeah how was that like would you cook for yourself or would you always like eat out and order in um first few months i was definitely eating out like any restaurant i saw cheap expensive i would eat at that restaurant mm-hmm. and yeah. i bought my first car as well when i was 20 yeah what? yeah when i was 20 yeah i bought my first car and i still have that car nice. i have like an attachment to it mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i would definitely order all the time but then like i said i realized i can't keep doing that so that's when I started cooking for myself more often. Nice. Yeah. That is so cool, though. Like, at, at 19, I was, like, still, like, struggling to find a their homes to take a bus. <laughs> oh, now so, I feel bad. <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying, no, it's always good to have a good perspective of yeah. both these things as yeah. well. Because even if I was 19 and I had that much money, I don't know. Like, I would have like, spent it on, like, I don't know. Man. What would you spend it on? For me? Yeah. If I had that much money? At 19. Yeah, at 19, 19. Uh, maybe like video games, cars. No, girls, not just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Taking girls out, <laughs> Barasti. Everything will Traveling. go out. Traveling. <laughs> Traveling. No, no, no. I wasn't much of a travel head. Yeah. Back then, but it's but that's really good though. It's got a really yeah. good amount of money. You started out very young. Yeah. Did you ever live outside the UAE for a while, or it was? I lived every- in Philippines. Um. Also, uh, before I say where. Um, my dad also always encourages me to be independent. So that's what yes. I love most about him is that he encourages me to like, you know, be my be myself. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't cover up and to be independent and always just depend on yourself. Nice. And, you know, my mom as well being a housewife, you know, her her experience is a bit different. So she always tell, tells me, even if you married a rich man, you still have to work. Mm-hmm. And you still need to have your own money. Like, yeah. Even if you married the richest man ever. I like that. Right? Yeah. And, and now I see it. Now that I'm older, I realize that, yeah, there yeah. are. There are, right? Because, you know, sometimes you get tired and be like, you know, it's whatever. Like, I'm just marry a rich guy, stay at home. But then when you do stay at home, it's like, I don't want to stay at home. Yeah, you're like, I I'm can't do bored. It. Especially yeah. for you, working at such a young age, yeah. that's going to be difficult for you to detach yourself from being yeah. a working woman. Yeah. Yeah. But sure. really, kudos to your dad. Like, really yeah. bless him for for being an Arab man. Mm-hmm. That is not yeah. the norm that we see yeah. across different households, not just Emirati. Like, 
GCC Lebanese. Yes. So really good job, Dad. Yes, love you, Dad. <laughs> Hopefully sure one day we get to meet this. him. Yeah. Oh. Yes. I'm sure he's gonna watch. Now we this. have to be prim and proper, dude. <laughs> Your dad's gonna watch it. <laughs> oh, I should cover up my tattoos. <laughs> oh, no, what are you doing in this? My dad is the coolest. Oh, that's nice. Oh. I lived in Philippines before. I studied high school in Philippines. My dad took me to Philippines because you know how in Philippines it's only like till grade ten. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was like, "Go study there, so you can finish earlier." Yeah. I was like, Skip okay. the two years. So I tried to study in Ulongapo, and it was crazy. It was like really, really crazy. It was crazy in the way that it's scary, that it's not safe. Right. Basically. Yeah. So I was like, I'm sorry, I can't do this, but I want to come back. Mm-hmm. And then when I graduated, I wanted to study criminology. But the thing is, if I studied that here, I would need to be in the police and then I would need to study criminology. Right. And I didn't want to be in a police. Like I didn't want to train. Yeah. In okay. The army, basically. It's the same training. Yeah. And he didn't want to take me to America to study criminology. Because that's more dangerous than being 19 in Abu Dhabi. That's True. better. Yeah, you yeah. Know, than 19, I can see that. I can than see that. In America, you know what I mean? So that's smart too yeah. on his side. So, um, so yeah. So I studied um, in UP Diliman, which is like for a month, <laughs> and then I left because it was so hot. It, you, you couldn't handle it. Was it was so hot. Yeah, there was no ACs. I thought you said so hard. <laughs> like, hot, hot. So electric hot. fans. They don't have air conditioning. Yeah, like, yeah, not yeah. I know, I know. My I wish like a fan in front of you. It was just a ceiling. Yeah, fan. it was a ceiling fan and that it, would rotate. Yeah, and it wouldn't and even be on a fast hot. speed. It would just be like <laughs> it would be in setting it's one. So hot, and the classroom is so big. And yeah. then after that, I was like, Dad, I'm sorry. I know you spent on me, but I really can't do this. Like I really can. He was like, You know what? Your safety and your happiness is more important. So just come back here. Okay. Luckily, oh. when I quit in UP after a week. They they reported in TV Patrol there was a dead body thrown outside. Oh what? gosh! In the UP outside, quarters. Yeah. Oh gosh! So it was that bad, and my mom was freaking out too because we never live in Manila. Yeah. yeah so was she different. was freaking out like all the time, and I had a class that finishes at seven p.m. So she was like, you know, like, we're not going to go out. We're not going to eat anywhere. We're just going to go home straight away. Yeah. And we didn't know where we were living. We didn't know the area. So she was just freaking out all the time. And it made me feel bad. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? It's not worth it to put her, put her in this so much right. stress. So let's just, yeah. let's just go back. But that's so. nice for your mom to also accompany you. Yeah. She knew like, okay, she's going to go to Manila. This is very different. Yeah. Same for me. My dad didn't allow me to study in Manila. Yeah. Studied in Olongapo. Because yeah. at least I was closer to my grandparents. Yeah. But to them, like, from Dubai to Manila, no way. No way. If I was in Alongapo, I would have stayed. Yeah. But yeah. Manila is a, too different. But you know yeah. how, um, Arab, like, Arabs in general or, like, Emiratis, there are, like, specific universities that they accept once you finish. And UP was one of them. Right. So I had to go to UP. There were you had no to go schools. to the best of the best, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There were no schools in Olongapo that I could go to. Yeah, no be way. Because yeah. there's no university yet in Olongapo. It wasn't that big. Yeah. To come here and be like, here's my diploma. They'd be like, from where? Where is this from? Where did you Internet? take that from? <laughs> where did you download your certificate from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so your mom went with you... In hope that she'd be there with you for like the whole four yeah. years you were studying. Yeah. Oh wow! She she didn't go and like drop you like give you a like tell you about the vibe and everything, but she was gonna stay with you for yeah. the whole time. Wow. It's really nice. It's really nice. Do that as well. Yeah. yeah. 
Also, she's the only girl. Yeah, that is maybe her mom felt. Yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. She's like my little baby. But I, I I can't imagine it being that bad because I'm I'm in love with Manila. Minus the traffic, I'm in love with it. You're from Manila. Uh, not really. If it's quite close to Manila. It's from a place called Bulacan. My mom's from yeah. a place called Bulacan. Oh, my aunt lives in Bulacan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. Like... Bulacan. Bulacan. Yeah, Bulacan. Bulacan. What did I say? No, I Bulacan. was saying Bulacan. Because he said it. So, <laughs> yeah. like, you adapted Bulacan. Bulacan. Man, Bulacan is... <laughs> it's, uh, it's the Conio accent yeah. that I have. Yeah. It's okay. But I, I honestly think I can run Manila if I was there. Like, Whoa. My, my brother actually Calm also down. studied in UP Diliman. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was mugged. Um, he's been. He also joined a fraternity. So, oh my god! So he's like crazy. So he was running around naked. No, he never did that <laughs> oh, naked okay. run though. But he's like he said that there's a point where during the what's it called? Not the inauguration. Uh, fraternity something. When he was rushing for the fraternity, they would take a key, stick it between his fingers, and like twist it. Why? And drink Why a full torture? bottle of whiskey and stuff. I don't know, just to see, you know what? This is a very prestigious fraternity you're joining. I want to see how dedicated you are into joining. I mean, good grades, I think. I guess. Yeah. I he failed a lot, but <laughs> he's going to get angry if I said that. But, <laughs> but still, it was it, like, I feel like it isn't as bad as I imagined it to be. But from hearing from different people, now it's getting to me that, okay, I maybe I, I don't think I would have survived in the Philippines unless it was yeah. in those really elite, prestigious. BGC. BGC universities and I had like my own condo and like <laughs> the 30th floor. Yeah, Ateneo, yeah. La Salle. Yeah. That's yeah. where you, you would fit yeah. in for yeah. sure. I think it's also different because I'm a woman. You know, I was like taking the cab at night and my mom would freak out taking the cab like early in the morning and I was also like kind of scared because you know how taxis are. And yeah. Then, you know, when there are snatchers that would just open the door and grab you. And like I said, after a week after I dropped out, you know, they just threw a body outside the campus, which is... Which is scary. Was it a boy or a girl? That it was body? a girl. Oh, oh so yeah, yeah. it really triggered your mom. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'll never forget that. So I told my dad, see, like, I think I made the right choice. They're just throwing bodies out here like it's a dumpster. Like, Yeah, because it's a that? huge ground. Like, it's very... I'm sure you've been in UP. Right? Yeah, I've been yeah. to UP. So there are areas where there's not a lot of light and, you know, a lot of things Grass and, yeah, just... Yeah. Yeah. Untouched land. So, yeah. no. So so after that you came back to Dubai yeah. and then you decided that's when you started working? I came back and I went to the aviation college in Elayan and that's when I had signed a contract with the company that I currently work for. Mm-hmm. So the company initially um the contract says initially that I needed to finish uh, my studies in order to be a controller. But then when I went to training as a as an assistant first because you need to be an assistant first and then a controller i was like you know what i like it here i don't want to go back i was like i just want to be an assistant and then the manager at the base was like why would you want to be an assistant i was like you know i didn't want to tell him my personal reasons of not going back but i was like i don't know i just don't think i want to be a controller but they wanted me to be a controller because i spoke english really really well Mm mm-hmm so he was like, but you know, if you quit right now, he was like, nobody has ever done this before. Like, why are you quitting? Like, this is an opportunity. He was like, if you quit, you're never, he was like, you will never be a controller again. I was like, whatever, it's whatever for me, honestly. So I took that risk. And then after two years, he was like, I'm not, he was leaving. He was going somewhere else. He was like, I'm not leaving here until you go train and become a controller. So you're going to the course. I was like, you're not even going to ask me if I want to? (laughs) 
he was like no i'm telling you to go and you have to you know ace it and i was like i thought about it i was like you know what maybe this career is like meant for me since mm-hmm. it came back to me right yeah. so i was like let me just do it and okay that's and now i'm stuck now i'm in love with it nice. <laughs> that's good that's yeah. good so you've been there for nine years now 19 nine yeah nine years nice. i always say seven years i don't know why it feels yeah. like it's six seven years so what did you do in the two years then when uh did you take another job or if I'm not understanding I've always understand? been there. Okay, okay. Mm. I've always been there. I was right. an assistant for 2 years and then I became a controller and then as a controller I also became a tra- training um an instructor. So now the newbies I train them mm. and also a safety officer, you know, I don't mean to toot my own. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. A woman with know. many hats. <laughs> but yeah, I've also became a safety officer, so cool. Nice. Yeah. So you've been there for a long time and I'm sure a lot of people like really put out their respect to you. That's yeah. really nice. Yeah. It's really yeah. cool. Like on the occasion Women of the Women's field. International Women's Day. Yeah. It's good that like you talk about these empowering people such as yourself yes. and such as yourself as well. Because not a lot of people actually love what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like especially like other people. Like, like yeah. for me, I was really miserable at my last job. Mm-hmm. So I can really see it like there's so much of a difference in terms of a personality when someone is really loves what they do especially since you spend like what your shift you said was six days yeah and then like four days four off days so off. it's really crazy like this is half of my yeah. my life basically i'm going to be it spending is. here yeah. so if really if you don't like it it's going to take its toll on you yeah but it's nice that she found something that she's passionate about right, right? and yeah. she started at such a young age she was able to climb the ladder and now like she's doing really amazing at yeah. work and and just to be clear there's like that there's like a a fine line or like a difference between i love what i do like i love my profession but i don't really like the 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 what do you call it the place that i work at the environment the environment yeah yes. okay yeah so that's the only difference which is exhausting as well mentally yeah. but i do love my profession if i can move somewhere else like dubai airport or whatever then i would be you know really, really happy you mean. To do so. yeah because it also brings in a lot of external stress factors yeah. to it right because you love what you're doing but then you might have a boss that's not okay or you yeah. might have colleagues who are just chitting and chatting yeah. here and or there. the commute since you live in dubai that's also another thing that i'm um, or you must have been you're okay with it now yeah I'm, I'm fine with it honestly it's just really the the community or yeah, the people the that you work with okay yeah. and also it's a male dominated place because it's in the air force yeah so you know, you look, you get looked down a lot or you don't get involved in a lot of things. And then they tell you, oh, you don't do anything. You know mm. what I mean? So it's just those type of things that are, you know, annoying as a yeah. woman. And you'd have to push a lot of barriers to just get yeah. a point across where men can just say something. And they're like, oh, good idea. Yeah. Bravo. Exactly. But women. Sorry, dude, you're the only guy. Over no, there. I love I love working with women, to be honest. I rather yeah, work yeah. with women because we get along better than I do with males. Because yeah. I'm not an alpha male, so I don't have like, hey, what are you doing? Like, I'm like more of like, hey, hey, Tracy. Hey, girl. <laughs> yeah. Or he's a Labrador. <laughs> dude, do I have to think twice about this song? No, no, I'm just saying like, it's, I, like to have, I like to have a lot of he fun is. at work, basically. Yeah. So like, you know, like, so like, hey, how was your, like, tell me the new gossip that you have for me today. So I'm like one yeah. of those guys instead of like, so you oh, just work, want work, to be work. with yeah just like yeah because yeah, i spend a lot of my day there i mean i still do the work that i'm assigned yeah. but then yeah. i still like you know like i can finish that 
quickly and then like like I like the cheese so meets the gossip Marites. everything yeah. Yeah, let's go to the water cooler and then talk there for a bit and then <laughs> but that's so true I've been to his uh, office like last week it's actually an expo so mm-hmm. I met a lot of his workmates and they all like sung praises and like we love Joshua stop <laughs> but, it but it's the same that's wherever cute. you go yeah even if yeah. even in your past job as well like everyone you get along with a lot of people I'm really, really good are. with people yeah. yeah everyone says oh you should be working in HR but then uh, I don't know I could never fire someone if I no. had to yeah, yeah. HR is kind of kind of harsh like if somebody does something wrong that's like on your I hate yeah. reprimanding people yeah. like even when Janine does bad things I'm just like quiet you know what <laughs> I okay. can live with it <laughs> good luck with our kids in the future <laughs> It's, it's your job to deal with them. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm just gonna sit and like play video games and watch podcasts. Well, That's all I'm gonna do. Yeah, in front of your children. Well, speaking of children, you're gonna have a quarter. Well, actually, an eighth of a Tanzanian child, Emirati, Filipino, and American. Yeah. Because your husband is American. Yeah. So, would you be able to tell us a little bit about how is your relationship? How did you guys meet? Okay, so we met in 2020 before the lockdown, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. We met at the beach. Um, He approached me and asked for my Instagram. And I looked at him up and down. I'm like, just because you're cute doesn't mean you get my number. (laughs) No, he asked for my number. And then I was like, just because you're cute doesn't mean you get my number. I was like, you get my Instagram. He was like, Instagram? I was like, yeah. So I gave him my Instagram. And then we talked and he was like, why didn't you give me your number? I was like, I don't know, maybe you're a freak or I don't know, maybe you're a psycho. Like, I don't want to give you my number. So Not direct talked. access right away. Yeah, no, I was like, you get my Instagram so I can see like his other pictures as well and see if like, is he bald? Does he have a girlfriend? <laughs> you know, you have to investigate. You need to, yeah, I need to screen him, right? Yeah, you have to investigate. So the next day, you know, I investigated, blah, blah, blah. We started talking and he was stuck here during the pandemic. He didn't go back home. So after meeting him after a week, um, it was a lockdown. So Gosh. it was just me and him talking like all the time and just, you know, being together. And it was a lot of like crazy things that happened very, very, very early on in our relationship. Um, you know, during the pandemic and lockdown, I think everybody was depressed right. and sad and stuff. And I was going through a lot and he was just really there for me. And Mm. he just made me realize a lot of things. And then one day I just looked at him and I was like, you know, you're going to be my husband one day, right? (laughs) Oh, and then he has like a whole different perspective in life and love and marriage. He was like, he was like, shut up. Like, that's not happening. We're not going to get married. (laughs) But, you know, eventually, you know, things happened and Mm -hmm. now we're married. We got married in December. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. See, women are always right. She knew. The gut it's the gut feeling. She knew. And he knows as well. He was like, you know what? Sometimes women women always see things that men can't Mm. or feel things that men cannot. Right. So he knew when I told him that, he knew that it was gonna happen. Yeah. Right. He was just in denial. It's like he was playing hard to get. Yeah. (laughs) How cute. We've stalked you guys, so we we've seen, you know, a little bit of their relationship as well. But uh, but first of all, my question (laughs) why why would someone approach someone in a beach? Like I've I've approached girls in different places as well prior to meeting you and also maybe (laughs) after. But But, like, in the beach is something, like, I feel... We were in Cove Beach. Where's the Cove Beach? It's in uh, Blue... 
Blue Waters? Waters? Blue Waters, yes. yeah. Oh, so what's up? It's like a beach club, right? It, it's a beach yeah. Club. Oh, okay. So, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Makes so music sense. was playing and people were dancing and stuff like that. And he was standing, I was standing, so he approached me type of thing. It wasn't like a beach but standing. Why okay, not, okay. though? Why not? No, I thought it was a beach initially. No, but like why she's not sunbathing beach, I mean. and then he would come, hey. Yeah, why not the beach? I don't know. Like, when I go to the beach and I see, like, people random relaxing. guys as well, I'm like, oh, these guys are, like, here to film girls. Like, what if, like, I was reading a book or something and then someone cute came along? If that guy is cute, I'd be like, okay, you got my Instagram, too. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe because I don't have that, like, that super hot body for a beach. <laughs> I'll be like the guy in the beach wearing jeans and a, and a hoodie. You know? And a t-shirt, but it's wet because you, you swam with your shirt. Like super sandy. I'm like, hi, can I get your number? Like, so like, yeah, but it's creep? really confident. You must have a very good body then. And like, so if he was like yeah. in one of those situations. I mean, right? I was the only guy who was like 6'7". So he's 6'7"? Seven? Seven. Yeah, so you can't miss him. You I was like almost like him. my height then. I knew he was tall, but 6'7", like yeah. wow. And I'm only 5'4". Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, so you cannot miss him. And I was the only one wearing all white. So I guess he, he didn't miss me too. He's like, that's my bride right there. <laughs> I Were you uh, surrounded by friends at that time? Yeah, I was with friends. Look at him. Really confident. Oh, Just man. like shot like shot his shot. Yeah. Right that's basketball. Sh- shooting his shot. He yeah. is know, a basketball player. I know player, a thing or so. two about basketball. So. Yeah. But that's really that's really romantic. Like I, I don't hear a lot of stories about people who meet in bars and clubs actually. Mm-hmm. So that's Unique, like most of the stories you hear now these days are like like what Janine and I experienced, like a Tinder story, yeah. yeah, or something. But that's that's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. But you you said something. Would you say that because you met right in the middle of the pandemic, like it really heightened your how you guys you know meshed well together? Yeah. Because it was just literally like you and him. Yeah. And we were at that time of uncertainty. Like even yeah. with you, we were just getting out of the lockdown situation. So. It yeah, was so, nice talking to someone, mm-hmm. but really talking a lot to someone. Yeah. Because, like, you don't go out, right? So did you feel like there was a lot of, I, I would say, communication between the two of you just because your usual time that you would do something else? Definitely. Right? Yeah, definitely. We talked about that. And he was like, you know, if it wasn't for the lockdown, he would still be around, you know, getting to know girls. Like, he's very honest with me, which I love, like, since the beginning. But um, he's also very aware of things. So when I opened up to him and just became my real self, like I was really naked, like, you know, like I was like, here is like all of me, nice. basically. Yeah. So he's seen the good and the bad and the worst. Mm. And he said that if it wasn't for that, um, we just looked at it in a way that it's just meant to be, basically. Because if not, he would still, you know, be around getting to know girls and you know, dating and stuff like that. Um, but one thing about him is, like, he knows when he sees a good woman. So he was like, and, you know, you're that. Like, I could I could see from the start that I could trust you and you would be there for me and all that. So that's why, like, we got into our relationship. And then eventually after a million and one talks, we, like, decided to get married. It wasn't just, like, looking at each other and be like, I love you, you love me, let's get married type of thing. We yeah. had like to have understandings with a lot of things. That right. maybe if I didn't meet him and just married, say, an Emirati guy, it's not going to be the same. Right. It's not going to be the same talk. It's not going to be the same life, for mm-hmm. sure. So, yeah. And that contributes as well to you being independent because mm-hmm. he's 
a guy from America who's yeah. actually open to things. So that's yeah. really, really good. It meshes well with your yeah. relationship. But one thing that you, you said as well is that before you got married, you talked about a lot of things. Yeah. That's really important. Yes. I think some people can rush into things because they're so in love. As you said, yeah. like, I love you. You love me. Let's get married. But most of the time, it doesn't just work that well. Yeah. And when it comes to, like, when push comes to shove and things get really bad financially emotionally mm-hmm. whatever it is you don't have the basis of yeah. what are we going to do as two different people in a relationship mm-hmm. so what were the things that you had to like agree upon to really understand okay this is the person for me well first of all like i don't mean this in like a bad way we all have issues for sure yeah. we all have issues yeah. not me <laughs> <laughs> clean is perfect a- i'm good <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight. I'm straight. Don't worry, Mr. Perfect. <laughs> Sana all. Sana all. I should do a course for men, you know, how to be the perfect guy. For <laughs> sure. Dude, not from you. <laughs> <laughs> not from you. But um, we definitely talked about getting into therapy because he also mentioned that he went through a lot of things, but he didn't get better just by himself. He needed help and he needed a lot of help mm-hmm. from different people. And the problem with me is I don't ask for help. Mm. It's, like, shameful for me to ask for help. I think that's a woman thing as well. Like, we got it. You know, once you're independent, you will do literally everything from A to Z by yourself. So I never asked for for help. And when he first told me I need to get to therapy, like, I was offended. And I looked at myself like, wait, like, something is wrong with I knew something was wrong with me, but yeah. I didn't want to admit it, you know? Yeah. So it was like, you need to get into therapy, blah, 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 blah and uh, i denied it i was like no i'm not going to therapy like i got this you know like allah got me basically like all of a sudden i was like religious and you know this and that but then i i had to look at it in a different way because i really did want to be with him Mm -hmm. i wanted to you know marry him and looking at him and the way he talks and the way he views things i knew i needed to get like on his level if not even more so i had to look at it in a different way i was like you know what in the future I will have kids and I can't carry whatever I'm carrying right now. So I do need therapy. Yeah. And also whatever I was going through was affecting our relationship. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if this keeps going on, I will not be with this man by next year mm-hmm. for sure. Or even next month. Right. So I looked at it. I was like, okay, I do need therapy. And then, you know, talking more, we're like, me and you, we do need therapy as a couple as well. Mm. Which, you know, it's not shameful or it means something is wrong. You know, but it means like you want your relationship to be stronger and better. Yes. True. Right? right. And then we looked at, you know, where we wanted to live, how we're going to raise our kids. And he converted to Islam last year as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of things changed for me last year as well. So we were like, we're going to how are we going to raise our kids? Where are they going to live? Um, how do you like, how are you going to speak to our kids? You know, right. all those little details we had to talk about. Like, yeah. You know, where are we going to live? How are they going to have money by 18? You know, what is going on? What is that? How many kids? Like every single detail in life we talked about. That's and good. sometimes when I go on live on TikTok, girls will ask me, how is married life? Like, would you advise me to get married? Mm. I was like, of course, marriage is beautiful when you marry the right person. Mm-hmm. But before you marry that person, you got to ask the right questions. Right. Like stop asking the man where he's going, what he's wearing, who he's talking to. You got to start asking him, you know, really important questions. Right. You know, it's not enough that a man has money as well. It's important to know, like, can he manage his money? 
Yes. What if one day he wakes up without money? What are you going to do? What are we going to do? Right. You know, so it's a lot of things that we had. He knows a lot about money, about businesses, and I did it. I just knew how to save money. So he had to teach me how to invest, how to keep money, you know, save, um, how to keep your money, your money. And he and then he was like, if God forbid something bad happens to me and we have kids, I need you to know what to do. So we had like a sit down and be like, ABC is what you need to do, blah, 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 blah. So it's a lot of uncomfortable talks that we had to do before getting married and be like, okay, we understand each other. You know, and those are the basic Mm -hmm. basic things like money and life and communication and stuff like that and, you know, mental health and all that. And then I was like, okay, I think we can do this. We can get married now. It was a lot of work for a whole year just to like reach this point, basically. You guys really compliment each other, though, because like a guy coming in from America, you growing up here, there's a lot of differences, but you came to a conclusion that, okay. Despite yeah. our differences, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And you said that there's a lot of uncomfortable conversation. And I was just reading this quote yesterday saying that if there's an uncomfortable conversation, it's probably something that needs to be had mm-hmm. because you have to get past through that hurdle and understand, okay, what is your point of view here? What's your point of view yeah. here? Because if we just sweep everything under the rug, just like probably generations and our parents and their parents did, yeah. it's never going to... Yeah. It's never going to work for yeah. anyone. And us too, like, that was, we were very honest from the beginning. When we were dating, we're like, I I, I told you I want to get married. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm dating for marriage. I'm not dating just to, like, play and all that. Pastime and all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, but we were, as well, very transparent from the moment we started dating each other. I had to stop talking to a lot of girls, unfortunately, because of you. <laughs> no, but but I, I, whatever you said, actually, I, I really, really can resonate with because I both Janine and I were very big advocates for mental health. Yeah. I mean, how important therapy as well, even that might be a very Touchy uncomfortable subject. Yeah. subject. Like a lot of people, especially when I spoke to about therapy, they're like, why are you in therapy? Like, it's there's nothing wrong with you. Just like maybe read the Bible or, yes. or do a meditation or prayer and something. But sometimes there's a lot of guilt and shame that you are carrying. Mm. And it's not also fair, like if I unload everything on Janine. Yes. Yeah. And and what you said was right. Unload it to your children. That's like you're passing on generational hurt and generational mental instability that you don't yeah. want your children yeah. to to inherit. So I'm going to say this like Janina had this conversation before. I'm going to say it on the podcast. But her one of her biggest fears is if our children become serial killers. <laughs> And she told me this, and I think it always. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I see all of it. Well, we watch documentaries, and yeah. you see these serial killers are like just murderers, and how? And how? Like, oh my, my mom how did they didn't get love to that? Enough. So, right? like, we have to also take these things into yeah. consideration yeah. because let me let me scare her more. Sorry, <laughs> I watched just like a few days ago. I watched this kid who was thirteen that killed his four year old sister by stabbing her <sighs> to death. And then when he grew up, he was like, I don't really feel remorse. I don't feel anything. It's a long story, but it does happen. But those are the things like serial killers. What if, you know, for us, it's like, what if they don't follow Islam? What if they start doing things? What if they don't believe in God? Like, how are we going to explain to them, you know, um, Islam in a right way, not in a scary way? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, how are we going to make sure they don't make mistakes that we did, you know, and stuff like that? So what if they're sick 
what if they have down syndrome what yeah. if they have cancer what if they don't have an eye what if they're autistic it's so many things that could happen yeah so many things that you have to be prepared of that's why i'm like i want to have a baby i want to have a baby he was like no trust me you are not ready mm-hmm. and i believe him and yeah. i know like deep down inside of course i'm a woman and i love him so that's why i want to have you know babies but deep down i know i'm not ready yet because it's just so much that you need to it'll change with. your life completely especially once children are involved in the relationship yes. but yeah that's like it's a part of growing as well it, i know it's not for everyone i know married couples as well who are not interested in having kids yeah. maybe they'll take another substitute like such as adopting a dog or yeah. adoption or there's sometimes traveling yeah, just like, living their lives yeah, exactly yeah. It, it's just different and and again you as a couple as what you always give out as your advice on tiktok to any women or to any men know your partner mm-hmm. understand what their goals are and if you guys are aligned great mm-hmm. if not then it's a it's a crap show waiting yeah, to unravel yeah. itself you just yeah. live and you learn basically yeah. next you know? exactly exactly it's, it's, it is what it is yeah i like yeah. that because we we also come from completely different backgrounds when it comes to our past relationships like she was more of a I want a long-term relationship. But for me, at that point, I was like, you know, playing around, doing my thing and stuff. Uh, So, yeah, like, but when I met Janine, like, we both were super transparent with each other. We started talking about, like, uh, what do we want to achieve in the next few years? How does your bank account look? But not in that exact, like, direct tone and stuff. Not in monetary voice, but how are you doing financially? Because also me, like, as a woman who's working, I thank God I have good finances like i don't want to marry someone who's in debt for example because then it's just gonna drag everything down yeah Yeah. and it sounds very superficial sometimes because it's money that we're talking about Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day you guys have to be aligned yeah financially emotionally physically there's just too many aspects to it to our relationship yeah when it comes to relationship there's no way of saying like oh let's see let's see you really need to be calculated yeah. To some extent, I would say. Of course, you should be prepared for, for ev- everything that gets thrown your way. But at the same time, I would rather have things more calculated and more things that I know what's going to happen to me tomorrow, to us tomorrow. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a really different, very touchy subject, I would say. But yeah. in this day and age, you need to really be sure because, yeah. yeah, a lot of things can happen. A lot of things can get in the way. Sorry, I'm just looking at the... It's fine. Because yeah. we did say... Um, before we got married, like a week or two weeks before we got married, we were like, listen, he was like, listen, once we get married, there's no divorce. Do you hear me? I was like, I'm down. <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah. But yeah. So he, he came to my dad and he was like, you know, I know I want to marry Jamila. And I know that, you know, if I have money today, if I don't have money tomorrow, she'll still be there for me. Because I did, you know, like it's money is important, but. For some, like for me, it's not the biggest, like the number True. one concern for me or, you know, anything else. I just see him as a person, you know, the the way he treats his family, the way he is. He loves to learn and he always like is willing to change for the better. Nice. You can't just tell him, you know, something that's wrong with him and then he'll be like, you know, he's not he's he's always willing to change for the better. You know, and I can talk to him knowing that he would understand me and not take offense, basically. So you found your person. Yeah, it's very really nice. Yeah. How was that with your dad? I mean, knowing already the background yeah. and how you speak about your dad, you have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. But how was it introducing a non-Emirati or at least a non-GCC or Arab mm-hmm. boyfriend to your dad? How was that? Um, 
at first I was I would always so in the beginning let me rewind back a little <laughs> bit um, before I was going to marry an Emirati which is like a whole different story for another day yeah part two next week <laughs> and um, I told my dad about it and then something happened with the guy and then my dad was like you know what just cancel it because the guy was like very very strict you know emirati yeah he was like i need you to cover up and how come your mom doesn't speak arabic how come this how come that and mm. all of that stuff i was like and i only asked him for one thing i asked him to like i don't want to live with your parents because you know how arabs are yes it's like i don't want to live with your parents i have i want to have my own place he said okay and then eventually he changed his mind before coming to meet my dad he was like um, my dad said that it's better for us to live like outside his house. He's gonna build for us. I was like, mm, no, that's yeah, that's not gonna work for me. And then when I told my dad, he was like, why would you want to marry someone who is super strict like that and has you like on a chokehold? Yeah, he super was like, do you want to get married so bad? I was like, no, you know, I couldn't tell him that he was my boyfriend that time. Yeah, mm. no, but I was like. <laughs> I was like, no, not really. And then he was like, you don't need this type of headache. He was like, you work, you have your own car, you have your own money. He was like, what do you need this for? I was like, you know what, you're right. So I called it off. And then after that, I was like, let me just, you know, make a list of what I want in a man. Mm. But first thing I told my dad is like, I knew immediately after that guy, I was like, dad, listen, I will... I'm sorry, but I cannot bring an Emirati guy home. I'm like, mm. I cannot be with an Arab guy or Emirati guy. I just can't do it. Yeah. And he was like, it's okay as long as he's Muslim. So he would always tell me that. And then out of nowhere, I met Ryan, who's not Emirati, <laughs> and wanted to get married. And then I just called him one day when me and him finally agreed. I just called my dad because I do live. I mean, I was living in Abu Dhabi and I was like, um, I need you to meet someone. He wants to ask for my hand. He was like, okay, sure. Like, he's welcome to come, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh, he was like, from which family? Because he thought he was in Marathi. Yeah. I was like, um, he's American. And then with his very Marathi tone, he was like, Amriki. And he was like, okay that's not a problem and then i was like um and also he's black because i didn't want him to think i was dating a white guy yeah, yeah. that's where your mind goes right yeah, you say american a, that's a whole different you know yeah. america before. yeah yeah but he was like okay he was like sure when when do you you know give a date blah, blah blah um so before i think before meeting him or after meeting him yeah, before meeting him, I went to Iran first. I had to check the vibe at home. Mm-hmm. Like, what is going on? Of course, my mom was, like, happy as hell that mm-hmm. I'm marrying an American and not an Arab. Yeah. And my dad, to be honest, like, to just be completely honest, my dad was upset at first. Like, he wasn't expecting it, you know? Um, and I was like, why are you shocked? Like, I keep telling you all these years I'm not going to marry an Emirati. Right. And he was like, I thought you're joking. He was <laughs> like, I thought, he was like, I thought you went through a phase because of what happened last time. Uh-huh, and, you know, uh-huh. this and that. I was like, dad, like, you know, dads will always look at their girls as like little girls. So yes. I was like, dad, I'm not eight. Yeah. Like when I tell you something, I actually mean it, mm. you know, and I know what I want. So right. I was telling you, I'm not going to marry. That means I'm not going to marry an Emirati. Right. So he was like, um, he was against it at first because he was like worried about the kids and of course the passport and the benefits of being a Marathi and all those 
Oh, yes, things. yes. You have a lot of to think about, yeah, right? Yeah, right? So he was against it. But then I just kept telling him, you know what? You'll understand when you meet him. Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything to him. I didn't force him. I didn't fight with him. I wasn't upset with him. I was like, you will understand when you meet him because my husband really has like a strong presence. So I was like, you'll understand when you meet him. So fast forward two weeks later, he met him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were talking, left them alone, stuff like that. So my dad talks to me in Arabic during English, and he was like, he hasn't asked me yet. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was like, relax, let the guy eat first, finish the food, and then he will ask you. Your dad is so cute. And then I was like crying. He's like, you know, waiting for you to ask. So anyways, um, my dad initiated. He was like, so why are you here, Ryan? You know, what What do you want to say? So he was like, I do want to marry your daughter. You know, all that talk, blah, blah, blah. Wait, you were in the room when that happened? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And okay. I was like super click, but I'm just like sitting like this. Yeah. I, like, but I was, yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah, but I was like super click. And he was like saying all these things that I never knew that he was feeling, you know, towards me and like just telling it to my dad. And, you know, my dad was just quiet. I don't know if my dad is shocked or thinking. You know, so after that talk that they had, he was like, "Okay, so Jamila, what do you think?" I was like, "Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Jamila, what? yeah." Yes. And then he just started laughing, and then I was like, "Yes." He was like, "You want to marry him?" I was like, "Yes." He was like, "You're sure?" I said, "Yes." I was like, "Okay." So the things that he didn't want to tell him, he told me. So it was right. like, Jamila, what about your kids? You know, what about house? What about this? What about that? So. I just told him one thing. I was like, listen, I'm not going to marry this guy if I don't trust him with my life. Mm. Like, I trust him with my life. And you, you know, being my dad, you knowing me, you should know that I know better. Mm. I'm not going to put myself in a situation where, you know, I'm, I'm going to be broke or I'm going to have difficulties or my kids are going to struggle or I'm going to struggle. Like, you should already know better, you know, right. when it comes to me. And I was like, I trust him with my life. And... Everything we talked about, I was like respectfully about our marriage just stays between me and him. I don't want to share it with you or with mom. So, you know, when it comes to kids, we already agreed what we're going to do. When it comes to house, we already agreed what we're going to do. And I don't want to say anything else. And since I agreed, it means it's good for me. So, you know, I'm not worried about anything. But I still understand him as a as a father and his concerns. And, you know, being Emirati is like free this, free that, you know a big house, like a free house and education and all that stuff. But, you know, all that matters, yes, but not everybody has that luxury of having free stuff and free this. And there are billions of people in the world. Like, if all these people can do it, why can't we do it? Exactly. Just because he's not Emirati. Yeah. And knowing him, I know he can, you know, we can do it. We can do a lot bigger than we can imagine, basically. So, you know, all those stuff that sometimes our parents don't understand or like words like mental health and therapy and you know you know little things like that the they taboo really stuff get. yeah i didn't have to explain to him because yeah. you know it's just eventually between me and him of and course just gotta prove them wrong yeah <laughs> and i think it was nice of you to allow ryan to present himself without trying to portray a picture of him before mm-hmm. your dad met him yeah because he'd be able to prove himself. Yeah. And eventually, a good guy will always come across as a good guy to parents. Yeah. It might take some time, but then the truth will always come out. So yeah. that's nice of you to allow him to present himself. Yeah. Or not arguing with your dad. Because also, your dad will see 
what is the character of my daughter around him? Mm-hmm. She's someone who's overly protective or overly caring about him. Or mm-hmm. if she's like calm and in a good demeanor, then that means this guy is a good guy. Yeah. And he's also scared because he's American. So he's thinking like wild, very open. Right. Yeah. You know, drinking, clubbing, and all these crazy stuff that he's thinking about America. Yeah. Right. And he's also thinking about me. He thought like as I get older, I would calm down. But of course, you know, personal things about me and like spiritual and religion stuff, I don't share it to my dad. But Mm -hmm. I was already thinking about that, like to, you know, be a little bit calmer and to get closer to God and stuff like that. That was already in my head. So he was worried that once I marry an American, I would really go like, like all (laughs) out and like, you know, go crazy with life. But honestly, when he converted, he just you know like switched like a whole 180 degrees as well like he became just more amazing yeah and him getting closer to you know the religion and getting to know more and more every day it's just nice to see it's amazing to see and it's affecting me too that's nice yes you're building a good base for a future family as well not just for the yeah and you're growing together as individuals and as a couple which is Yes. That's really, really everything, right? Yeah. That's inspiring. It like, is, it is. Yeah. I hope a lot of like young women are listening to this so that they can like look yeah. at Jamila and be like, I want to be like her. Exactly. You know? yeah. Even if she left home early, yeah. she might have a couple of hiccups here and there. Mm-hmm. Like look at look at her yeah, now. Yeah, took the road less taken and still made a name for yourself, found love, did your own thing. I think it's really inspiring for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I always make sure like to tell my friends or girls on social media or whatever to make sure that they marry a guy who like give them space to be themselves because that's important one thing about especially like the arab and muslim world is that once i marry you like you stay at home don't Mm -hmm. do anything and then eventually what will happen is the man will cheat it's because you don't give you know your wife the space to grow she's just at home Mm -hmm. and then of course when you come back you get bored of her because there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to do. She can't move unless you move. Yeah. So it's very important for me to like tell women, Arab women and Muslim women to like, or women in general, yeah. to make sure to marry a guy who will like make sure to um, give you space to be yourself and also support you, but still calls you out on your, you know. Yeah, just n- not give you everything. Yeah. Like there's a fine balance as well. Yes. And it's good that you found that. Yeah. So there's so many things that's currently happening in your life. You got recently married. You know, there's mm-hmm. your your husband's business, your own job as well. And with family, like what's what's next for you? What's next for me? Well, I'm looking forward to start more, like doing more social media stuff. I think it's very hard for me to put myself out there. And randomly, this one girl on TikTok just told me she was like, there's something about you. She was like, I feel like you're going to be big one day, which is I, which is something I get all the time whenever I'm comfortable with people because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's when I talk a lot. Yeah. And then, you know, I said that I do have a lot of things to say and I'm pretty sure a lot of women would want to hear it. Yeah. And a lot of women, um, especially here, they fear like going out of the normal you know, follow the culture, follow the culture. But that's culture. That's man-made. Yeah. You don't need to follow that. Like, for us, especially now, it's more important for us to follow religion. Hmm. Right? Culture is just whatever. Anybody can follow a culture. And um, I want to be more on social media and to speak more about important things and not just do makeup and hair and all those, like, 
you know, stuff. Mm -hmm. And I am looking forward to having babies. <laughs> yeah. In oh the gosh, future. Imagine cute little babies Hopefully. around. Little Jamilas and Ryans. <laughs> yes, in a few years though, so that my husband doesn't, doesn't so freak tall. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can already I can already tell. Um, I'm also looking forward to continuing being a controller. Hopefully somewhere else. Mm. Um, either here in Dubai or a different country. I don't know. I don't know where life is gonna take me. Also, I'd love to do more podcasts. Hopefully, I can be in other podcasts. Yeah. Of course. Our second one here. Yes. Exactly. I mean, you already have your husband's yeah. knowledge in it to start your yeah. own as well. Yeah. If ever we're here as your guests. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but I, I really like what you said. I think that social media these days is everyone thinks, oh, influencer culture, you know, like go yes. to the bars and do your hair and makeup stuff. but there's a lot of things that you can actually put on social yeah. media with like what you just said i think tiktok is something which i haven't explored personally a lot but she has mm -hmm. so i think that's also a great medium of how you can yeah. even empower women because these women are uh, like oh, not women but children in general are the highest they're the biggest consumers of yeah. social media and i think they also should be set straight by people who've been doing this for a while who's experienced life Mm -hmm. and uh, be a guidance to them you know like which i think which you're trying to do as yeah. well like could you mention you go live on tiktok and you, yeah. you answer people's questions yeah. and everything like that as well i yeah. always um well i always try to like talk with my husband first because you know i'm still not 100 fully confident to be out there but i always talk to him about like taboo subjects mm. um that is happening around here that people don't want to talk about mm -hmm. right so those are the type of subjects i want to talk about on tiktok but i just know it would get like so much backlash and mm. i'm not sure how people will understand it right like our video if uh, you have tiktok yes so i'll follow you on tiktok and i have like my most um viewed tiktok pinned which is me and my husband's wedding And I wrote that that I am Emirati, married to an American. It's, it was like a trend that was going on. And you would see all the bad comments about me um, or about like being racist and about people like just being absolutely ridiculous. So just me opening up about the things that I want to open up or talk about the taboo subjects, I know it's going to be really, really bad. Yeah. Like really really bad if this is just me saying i'm emirati married to an american oh yeah and all those comments i get is just horrible like what if i talk about what if i talk about sex which is absolutely normal yeah you know yeah. what if i talk about pregnancy and what really happens when you're pregnant you know yeah. so just just stuff like that even period like people get grossed out because of something so normal, normal and natural that happens right yeah but in the arab muslim world it's like a whole It's a hush hush. It's a yeah. You're yeah not like silence it. Don't that. talk about it yeah. in public. Why are you on the internet talking about these kinds of things? So I I know it's going to be a struggle, but yeah. I wish you really the best and that Thank you'll be you. able to take this forward. Thank yeah, you. and that she'll be able to shut down all of those comments because you're already like you already have your foot in the right direction. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah, and yeah. looking for you like inspiring a lot of other women and men too. Yes, not just in the Middle East, but but anywhere else. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Do you have anything else before we close off? Um, I think we, maybe you can just tell all our listeners and subscribers where they can find you, what yeah. mediums you use, so you can they can follow you, where they can you, stalk you, you like what we did. <laughs> um, are you gonna put the handle? Yeah, I'll, yes. put, I'll put the handles okay. as well. So, so I'm on Instagram, and what is my what is my handle? <laughs> my I'm Instagram Jamila. is I'm Jamila. Yeah. 
and I do have a TikTok, which is I'm Jamila as well. Um, I stopped YouTube because YouTube is like a is so much, but I do have a YouTube channel as well, and the link is on my Instagram. Yes, if you want. Okay, well, I'll put everything in the description, and I'll yes. put pop-ups if you if you want to stalk ryan and jamila they also have a video on youtube talking more about their relationship so So if you want to know more and learn more about them yeah find it there and plug you can also plug uh, ryan's podcast as well yes Yes. so my husband has a podcast um it's bridging the gap i'll send you the whole thing the details (laughs) it will be in the description yeah i'll put everything in the description yeah Yeah. but it was really pleasant uh, jamila um i know you're gonna close but i just want to say like it was really an honor to have you here thank you i really love what you're doing in your life and you you really inspired me today i think janine and i are gonna have a talk yeah after this podcast about difficult uncomfortable talk later and i'm gonna blame (laughs) you Look like you did to my fiance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's talking about things now. I know. Yeah. It's a yeah. Must. No, but it's really cool. Like I, one of the, the the discussions I really enjoy having with people is about relationships because I think it's it's a very dynamic thing that you can talk about because everyone has a different opinion about yeah. stuff. Like the someone wants to be a playboy, someone wants to settle down, someone wants to do different things so i really like talking to different people and understanding how they really play yeah. it out so i i really enjoyed this podcast as well and yeah you. and yeah. every relationship is different and every individual is different so. yeah that's so true yeah so thank you again for you. being yeah. with us and spending your time here you. we know that she's off to work yeah, right after work this later, so, we'll, so we'll wrap it up thanks a lot and you know guys like you know, if you really want to know more about Jamila, we're going to put all of her details on the handle, her her husband's podcast as well. Follow them on all of her, their social media accounts. If you want to know more about our next couple of guests who we also have lined up, make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Half a Nice Day Podcast. And send us an email if you have any questions about our guests, about us, or if you have any topics that you would like us to discuss at a half a nice day show at gmail.com. We also have our Half a Nice Day Handy advice form. Handy advice form. I'm blanking out. It's been a month. Our handy advice form. The Google link will be on our Instagram handle in our bio and also in LinkedIn bio. LinkedIn bio in YouTube. Yeah. I'm blanking out. So like, subscribe, (laughs) give this video a thumbs up, comment if you want us to reach out to you or if you want, if you have any questions for Jamila, you want to ask through us. If you want her back. For more of part what two. we just discussed, exactly. And then talk part about two. Philippines. Yes, yes. which we haven't really touched much upon. I want to hear today. about her last relationship as well. So I think <laughs> you're, that's so a- <laughs> you're so marites. You're so marites. I want to hear the juicy goss, <laughs> you know, about what went on. But yeah, I yeah. think that's it. And thank you once again for watching. If you made it this far, and and on that note. Oh, we have to tell her what we yes. do on the so end. So what we say, and on that note, and then we sing half a nice day. It's half a nice day. Okay. If so you, you want to do it us. only, I... Yeah, we're not going to force you. Sabay tayo. Sabay tayo. Uh-oh, okay. And, and on, on that, that note, note, have a nice day. <laughs> Good job. Yo, we should start a band. We love you guys. <laughs> like you as a friend. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jamila. Thank you.